My daughter was shot 28 times by her boyfriend, and I was totally devastated. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Lay. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution. God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Lay. Hi, this is Evangelist Don Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems, but found answers in a real God. Today, we're going to be talking about how to respond to heinous evil crimes committed against someone, or even if that's us. Honestly, it is so easy to immediately desire to get revenge, right? When someone wrongs us. I mean, even if it isn't a crime. When someone messes with us, our normal response can be like, how dare you? Just something bubbles up inside of you. We feel dignified to try to get justice in some way. And we can sometimes, we can take wrong steps and try to get justice on our own. But what if the Lord, what if the Lord asked you to forgive your enemies to such an extreme level that it shocked you? That's what you're going to hear about today. Today, we will have Linda Markowitz, who is a minister of the gospel, But as she was ministering, she was given the news that her daughter was shot 28 times by her boyfriend. Linda, welcome to the show. Uh, Thank you, my brother. Thank you for this opportunity. Now, Linda, it's truly an honor to have you with us. I mean, you're a renowned speaker. You're a minister. You have a TV show that you do in Orlando, Florida. You know, but besides all that, I really want to say thank you so much for opening up and talking about this very sensitive subject And I understand, you know, the biggest thing is that you lost one of the most precious people in your life, your daughter, Michelle. Who was your daughter before you lost her? Oh, my. I could spend forever telling you how wonderful and glorious this little child was. She's the youngest of my two daughters. Mm. And when she came along, life was difficult in my marriage. And Mm. her beginnings were a little bit rocky. And so, though her sister was very stable and anchored, uh, this little one was troubled even from an early age. And Mm. her father and I divorced when she was five years old. And it seemed like she just never recovered from that blow. She was definitely looking for a way to escape whatever was hurting her. And I spent my lifetime, my young years, long before I ever knew Jesus, trying to direct her, taking her to psychiatrists and all kinds of professionals to try to get her help. But that wasn't the answer. That was not the answer. So this is all the divorce, everything. This is, you know, before you even knew Jesus, you were not a minister at this point. You're just kind of just trying to survive through life, get through life and just raise your kids, right? That's correct. Linda, how did she meet her boyfriend? And what was your impression of him at first? Michelle was involved in her adult years. She got involved in a drug scene and had several drug friends, and they introduced her to Ray because Ray was also in that scene. I see. And so they met through mutual friends. And when I very first met him, I was not 
impressed. She brought him home for Christmas. Mm. I did not have any positive feelings about him at all. I mm. was kind to him, but I did not like him at all. Wow. But did you know at the time when you met him, like there's like drugs and all this stuff and violence? I did not know the depths of drugs that they were in at the time. No, wow. I knew Michelle had messed with marijuana and we had had long conversations about it, but I did not know that that had progressed wow. and that they were actually doing this. You know, so how did you find out what happened to your daughter when she was shot? I was ministering. By this time, I'm now in full-time ministry. She is now an adult. She's 26 years old. Wow. And I am ministering in South Florida in Port St. Lucie at a church of some friends. And mm. I received a phone call from my husband. And he had told me over the phone what had happened to Michelle. He said to me, he said, Lenny, he said, this is the most difficult thing I'm ever going to have to tell you. Michelle is dead. Ray shot her to death. Oh my gosh. I stood there just totally in unbelief. This was not possible. I knew that God was with me. I knew very clearly I was not alone in this, but I certainly could not wrap any common sense around what had happened. I had just seen the two of them. She died in June, and I had just seen them in May for Mother's Day, and that was a totally different interaction that I had with Ray. Really? At that point, he was actually rather charming. He was kind to Michelle and very kind to me and very respectful to me, and I thought maybe this relationship had a chance. Oh, my gosh. I misread that totally and completely. Oh, my gosh. So that is like a double whammy. Right, exactly. Because I met him at Christmas and tried talking her out of being with him all throughout the early part of the year. Then it's Mother's Day, May, and I meet Uh him again the second time, and I liked him. I actually liked him then. Oh, my gosh. That's just so shocking. And then you get this news from your husband. And I mean, it would make sense why you couldn't process it. It's almost like our minds are not made to process things like that. No. Now, some would really get mad at God when something like this happens. How was the Lord helping you as you were trying to process these emotions? Well, I drove home from Port St. Lucie that same night, and the next morning, I actually had an encounter with God myself in the kitchen. And in that time, I was getting mad at God. I was getting very mad. I had had now maybe 12, 15 hours since I had heard the news, and I was very, very, very angry. But He spoke to me. He spoke to me personally and directly, and he said to me, I do not want you to be angry. I want you to be grateful for Michelle has been delivered from much. What a statement. What, you want me to be grateful my daughter is dead? Well, I didn't understand any of that then, and I've had over 25 years to process that. I understand it now. I didn't have any understanding of it then. But Michelle was on this path of destruction that would have taken her so far, far, far from God and one that she would have never returned from. So I know God did not do this without a shadow of a doubt. I know that God did not do this, but I know that he used this, and he used it for her good and for my good as well. Ultimately, though, in that moment, I didn't see or know any of that. Wow. You know, I want to talk a little bit more about this because when something catastrophic, really, this is catastrophic, happens, 
most people are going to go into a violent rage, you know? Mm-hmm. And at this time, you were a mature minister of the gospel. The Lord had already healed you from so much past anger and bitterness issues. Yes. But then here comes like, this is like the Goliath of Goliath things here, you know? Did you ever in that 12 hours just regret like, oh, I should have done this or have those thoughts like I could have prevented this or anything like that? Of course, of course. The ride home was just almost unbearable at times. I went through all the what-ifs that any mother would go through. I just went through over and over and over. But there was a point on the ride home that the Lord spoke to me. And you did make a point. I had been walking with the Lord for a really, really, really long time. I had had a developed relationship with Him. I knew Him. I knew His voice. And when He would speak, I knew it was Him. And so He comforted me in the ride on the way home, and he assured me that he had Michelle with him. And that actually took a lot of the sting out. Not all of it, but it certainly took a lot of the sting out, because I realized at that moment in time, I can't undo this, and she's in a much, much, much better place. So I actually arrived home with somewhat of a settling of heart, but in the course of the night, the anger started to rise up again. I just, Mm -hmm. why, why, why? All those questions just kept coming over and over and over again. So it just goes to prove that no matter where you are in your walk with the Lord, you're still human. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And you still have the frailties and you still have the opportunities to go back to what you know to be true. And I understand, Linda, and when we're talking, you and I one-on-one, that there is even some feelings like, hey, mm-hmm. I want to get back at Ray. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. There was feelings of revenge and I'm just fury. Wow. You know what, Linda? Let's stop there. I really want to hear about that. And then how you even did this unthinkable thing, which was, you know, you actually ended up forgiving him. But let's talk more about that on our next show. Linda, thanks so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. God bless. Well, folks, let's dive deeper into this right after the break. Real life is made possible this week with the help of On Fire Merchant Services and our Awakening the Nation's monthly giving partners. If you own your own business taking Visa and MasterCard, call and get a quote from On Fire Merchant Services. On Fire Merchant Services is on fire to serve you. Look them up at onfiremerchantservices.com or call them at 877-333-6682. That's onfiremerchantservices.com or 877-333-6682. Real Life Radio is a ministry of Awakening the Nations, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that depends on your donations. If you would like to find out more about Awakening the Nations or make a tax-deductible donation, please visit our website at awakeningthenations.com or call us at 877-480-4477. That's awakeningthenations.com or 877-480-4477. More Real Life starts now. Welcome back to the show where we're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? For me, honestly, I don't know how I would handle something like this. Think of it. Your daughter, who you spent your whole life raising, cooking dinners, lunch, everything, playing with, caring for, loving, all of that ended in one moment. Even though she was doing the work of God, Linda, I mean, here was a disaster happening in her own life behind the scenes. Sounds like to me a recipe for someone to be very mad at God. Now, how would you have responded to this? Would you feel maybe deep inside mad at God if this happened to you? I think some of us 
could identify with this holy scripture where in Psalms 22, 1-3, it says, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me and from the words of my groaning? Oh my God, I cry in the daytime, but you do not hear. And in the night season, am not silent, but you are holy, enthroned in the praises of Israel. This psalmist is crying out to God and literally feeling like God has abandoned him. In Linda's situation, I think I would have really struggled with this idea. You know, I would feel like God has abandoned me. It's really easy to feel that way when things happen in our lives that are devastating. Am I right? What about you? Maybe you've had something happen to you that has left you feeling like God has abandoned you. I want to encourage you, my friend. God has not abandoned you. He wants to be very much so a part of your life, but it's hard because then you feel like you want to be mad at God because it's like, God, why didn't you stop this? How are we to look at this? In scripture, it is written in Romans 8, 28, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. You see, this doesn't say only good things will work together for those who love God. It's good and bad, all things. God will turn the past of your life to good that will work good for you if you love him. And I want to pray for the person that says, well, I don't feel like God loves me because, you know, things happened to my past. Well, my friend, God does love you. He is in love with you. And yes, instead of maybe feeling that pain and that bitterness, you can give it to God and you can feel that love for God again. I want to pray for you. Father God, I just pray for that person who might be deep inside, very mad at you, Lord. So we come to you, Lord God, and we just say, Lord, we repent of being mad. We're sorry, and we give that to you, O Lord. We receive you, Lord Jesus, in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you were blessed by this testimony, and I know that your life was touched. Did you know we have a Facebook page? Just search for Real Life Radio Show on Facebook and find out more about Real Life Radio guests, schedules, and events. That's Real Life Radio Show. See you next time.